guys. It's Game of the Year 2018. Yay! I am your host, as always, Kieran. And joining me today for these multiple days of nonsense arguing about video games. Mike. No, I'm not. And Paul. I'm not really going to argue until we get to Pokemon, and then I'm just going to stab you both in the eye and tell you it's Game of the Year. I've just started arguing already. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, like... we're going to get there real quick because most disappointments are first category. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you went there. Um, yeah, so the way this works for people that haven't listened to our Game of the Year stuff in the past, we usually have three or four podcasts go up in a few days, or over the course of a few days, where we go through different categories, where we'll have a list of nominees that we've talked about beforehand. We'll probably add some as we go, but then we'll whittle them down to one winner and two runners-up for each category. And then on the last day, we'll do some kind of overall game of the year, probably. We had Ye- we had some discussions about whether or not to. You'll find out on the fourth day, because we actually forgot to discuss this before we started recording. Yeah, we'll find out ourselves, so <laughs> we'll find I'm out. looking forward to it. But at the very least, the last day, we'll have all of our top five personal games of the year. Uh, yeah. Top ten, sorry. Personal games of the year. And then we'll do videos with top fives. Yes. Later. Yes. Probably later... Then these podcasts go up because we're doing them a bit late. But we'll find out. We're also a bit late with Game of the Year for 2018, but we like to let the year finish first. We did it about this time last year as we well. We did, yeah. This we... is easier for us because we don't get paid for this. So <laughs> this, this isn't work for us. We have to do personal family things over Christmas. Um, That's a shame that it really is. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in this podcast, we're going to try to get through six categories. We're going to do most disappointing, best open world. Best re-release slash remake, best surprise, best new character, and best RPG game game. RPG game game. RPG game game. It's back. RPG it, squared. It never left. Although it might, it probably should have this year. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll you'll find out why when we get there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So let's just jump straight into it. Uh, cool. Most disappointing games of 2018. The nominees are Sea of Thieves, Kirby Star Allies, Galaxy Switch, Dissidia Final Fantasy. Fallout 76, Madden 19, Onrush, Strange Brigade, and Fear Effect Sedna. So. Cool. Well, I'm. Let's uh, start things off. We'll get rid of the City of Final Fantasy. I just wanted to put it in a mention there. I think. See, if you look at the City of. Dissidia is very similar to another game that's going to come up a lot in the, the podcast discussions today which is Smash Brothers Hmm. it's pretty much the same thing isn't it it's all different characters from a series or you know various series of games at fighting each other so it should work yeah and the previous games have been good yeah like those PSP ones were fun the fighting the fighting's there it was just missing that little bit of extra and I don't know why yeah. It might have just been me. I know you guys didn't get a chance to yeah, play I it. Yeah, I don't have a chance. But to be fair, the reception on it wasn't that good as well, was it? It did kind of look a bit sterile. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. Whereas the Smash Brothers games, it is the same thing over and over. But they do they add things to it. They do slight changes and tweaks. Yeah. The city didn't do that. Um, so right. it was disappointing. Whether it's the most disappointing game, I don't think so. Okay, I'll take it off the list then. Um, I'll go ahead and take Madden 19 off of there. Uh, again, okay. I put it on 
I was, I was so disappointed. I put this on this list. I was so disappointed. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really the only one here that really plays that kind of sports game, yeah. and the only one I play is Madden. Um, 18 was a definite step forward for them. They've done a lot of good stuff this year. Kind of feels like a regression. They've taken out some of the stuff they put in last year, changed it, and they've altered some of the physics and mechanics. And it certainly feels like a, a step back. It doesn't feel as fluid. It doesn't feel as good. And it's just yeah, That's right. it's a it's a bit of a regression. Let's hope they correct themselves next year. But it's only me that plays it out of the three of us. So <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I just wanted to voice some dis dis taste in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kept it for about a month and then actually traded it in because I'd rather go back and play eighteen. So. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um... I put Kirby Star Allies on here, mainly because I know that Mike was a bit disappointed by it. Um, yeah, my I I thought it was too expensive for what it was, but otherwise, I actually really liked it. Is <laughs> my stance with it? I think the issue that I had with it, it was that I've not played Kirby games before, hmm. so my expectations were different. Yeah, that's fair. I wasn't expecting a game that I ended up finishing I think it was five hours and that was me done yeah it was pretty short even by Kirby game standards it was pretty short um, yeah so that yeah that was my my did, disappointment with they it they did kind of fix it over time I will say um, like they patched in a bunch of free stuff they, the yeah, last that, update basically added a second campaign but yeah is that really fixing it though because all that's doing is it's additional content but it's not anything that's in the main campaign yeah that's true you know, um, if they manage to, you know, patch in chapters, yeah. fair enough. But the second campaign they added is kind of just—it's like another story mode, basically. So it's kind of right. Kind I, of I should maybe go back to it. It's worth trying. Um, but yeah, I, I get the disappointment. I almost put uh, Mario Tennis on here for the same reason because it's just as much as I love Mario Tennis this year. There's like so little content in that game. Yeah, I th- the content that's there is fantastic. Yeah, I think there's more. Co- well, no, that might not be true. Yeah, no, it's I, was, not I, I was going to try and say there's more content in Mario Tennis than there is in Kirby, but there's not. There's no. you spend more time on the content that is there. Yeah, it's more replayable. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Kirby, they tried to do that. They have like all the stuff where it's like you can play through it with different characters now, but it's like I don't. Yeah, I don't want I think, to replay through it. That's the issue with it. I think the. The other thing with Kirby as well is that it was super easy. Yeah, that is something that all Kirby games are kind of like. That is, they're kind of aimed at a younger audience, right? So yeah, no, I don't think it's the most disappointing, but yeah, that's where I was with that's it. Fair. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I jumped the gun to go here, but um, uh, I feel like Galaxy Switch needs to be on this. Galaxy Switch. I actually can't remember anything about it. Yeah, I only remember it because I wrote down a thing reminding me to remember <laughs> it. But I, I think that was on the back of a conversation you and I had because it came out and I downloaded it and I think you did as well and it was one of those things that I turned it on and I played a little bit of I can just remember starting up playing a little bit of it and it was that bad. I turned it off. I think yeah. you were the same and I think we had a conversation before getting ready for one of the weekly podcasts saying we'll need to remember for the game of the year that this is not good horrible yeah but it's, what the game is i honestly can't well i can't tell you so they took galaxy which was a pretty good uh like 
pure. I don't know how to describe it. You, you have a little spaceship and you fly around shooting stuff. I think it was kind of roguelike Like They randomly generated some aspects of the levels right. in the original. And the levels were these big things that you were exploring around, collecting things and getting upgrades for your ship. And then you had like a specific mission that you were trying to accomplish and you fought all these enemies and stuff. And it was really good. It was really hard. I didn't finish it because I was terrible at it. But it was really fun. Galaxy Switch came out of nowhere. Like, it just showed up in the coming soon list on the eShop at one point. <laughs> like, I'd never heard that it was coming. And it was just like, Galaxy's coming for Switch! And I was like, that's great! But it's not... It's not Galaxy. It's the new game. Using the Galaxy mechanics. And the art. And then it's free-to-play and has a bunch of free-to-play like, bullshit, random elements built around it. And the levels are really small and short. Like, it feels like a a mobile game that they've right, which maybe it was on mobile at some point. It, I couldn't see it when I searched on mobile, but maybe it didn't come out here because mm-hmm. that, that sometimes happens with mobile games in the UK. Um, but it feels like a mobile game that they made and just stuck the Galaxy stuff onto, right? And I was like, this is great. Like the Switch has been good for me to get into those kind of like roguelike things that I didn't stick with in previous consoles, like Enter the Gungeon and flint hook and stuff like that and so I was like I'm going to do it with Galaxy this is the one I'm going to finish Galaxy on and then it's not Galaxy <laughs> yeah uh, I will say that it seems to be quite well supported is it? yeah uh, it's I've got one of the things whenever you buy something on my Switch uh, I'm automatically subscribed to the news channel so you see yep. any updates to the games coming Yeah, and it is constantly getting content added what the content is I don't know yeah. I, I just see that it's being supported that is good at least but yeah. I think the core thing that is there is just not good is the issue yeah no I, I'm I'm happy with leaving that on at least for now I yeah mean, there's definitely other stuff that could end up pushing it out yeah, one of the ones that I put on was Fear Effect Sedna. Yeah, I never played this. But I remember so, it looking kind of cool when they announced it. So yeah, so I'm not too sure. That the whole, I think my my whole experience with it was a bit of a disappointment mm. because it it was announced that it was getting supported through Square Enix. A it was the Square Enix Collective. Yeah, they're uh, in the kind of yeah. not Kickstarter, but it's like a it's their way of supporting yes, games, basically, and letting but them use their licenses. It was also a Kickstarter. Yeah. So I I found out about the Kickstarter when it was happening, and I backed it instantly. Uh, then found out what they were going to do with the game. I was quite happy with that. They were turning it into a kind of isometric view game, um, and it was going to be slightly different. Happy with that, no problems at all. Then once they got the the money, the funding, the initial funding, they started changing stretch goals and uh, you know just different promises they made through the campaign. It's oh, we said this, but we didn't mean that. One of the things that they said was they said it was going to be multi-format that we're de- uh, developing it for, which is fine. And then the minute they hit the funding goal, they went oh, by the way, you're going to have to pay more. So you back us now, but if you want the, I think it was a Switch version yeah, or the PS4 cool. version I wanted, you had to pay, you know, some more money, and it was yeah, like that. That's sure. a bait and switch. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then they were talking about uh, what they were doing with characters, voice acting, and things like that, and they were changing all of these things as well. And I thought, 
this is this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. So I backed out of it, and then the game came out eventually, <laughs> a year or so later, and I didn't buy it. I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, it wasn't getting good reviews. Yep. The game went on sale in the New Year's sales, so I picked it up. Picked it up for three or four pound or something. I played the opening sequence and then turned it off. <laughs> it is horrible. The, the game is just, it doesn't work. Um, I think a lot of people had complaints about the, the movement with the characters yeah. and this isometric view was the, the control system was yeah. the biggest complaint. You can see it from the get-go. It is horrible. Uh, the also, you know how you get some of these really bad games, well not bad games, that's that's not right but some of these games where the audio isn't integrated properly so you'll be playing a game and then there'll be a voice coming over and yeah. you can hear the audio kick in and you yeah, can hear the background yeah. noise and stuff like this isn't as bad as that but you can hear it's unfinished yeah it feels that way anyway or at least budget yes yeah um, so I would like to keep that there in the moment I think we keep that on just now okay. um, what about Onrush which is on here um. Yeah, I, I only played the intro of one. Rush. I uh, was going to, and then I just read everything, and I seen some stuff, and I thought, oh. <laughs> yeah. I was given the beta to test for the site. Um, it was so bad I ended up never writing a single thing. No. <clears throat> it just had no purpose. The game had no point to it. Uh, you're just driving around this track, and you're like. Okay, you've told me that I need to do this and I need to do that, and I'm supposed to crush these guys for extra boost and power. But it's not a race, so who's winning? <laughs> yeah, it's and there's a... there, there's not like a total point score to get while going round the track. So who's winning? Yeah, there is on the final version. I don't know if there wasn't, but yeah. there wasn't. It's like a bug more than so, else, but yeah. Um, if you've got the beta, surely you it would have been upgraded to the full game have you never even bothered to no, check no no it was, just, it was just a regular bit it was just a regular it was, yeah. it was separate it wasn't oh really yeah. Yeah. oh okay um, so it, you know it's never been upgraded to the full game and it was so bad I had no want and or desire to even put that disc anywhere <laughs> near my Playstation 4 we were for free Playstation Plus <laughs> that's the reason I played about it but... oh um, I have no want or desire to download that mess onto my PlayStation 4. So the final version is not as bad as that. Um, um, like it, it has purpose. It has uh, you're doing these. It's not a racing game. It's a driving game. They're repeating laps over and over and doing objectives to score points for your team. So sometimes the objectives would be like destroy this specific car. So you'll be you know ploughing your way through other cars to try and knock them off like kind of it plays kind of like Motorstorm for the most part like right, okay. the, the core driving feels like Motorstorm um, the slightly less uh, easy to destroy vehicles than Motorstorm was and yeah you're doing stuff like that or like dri- I mean, drive I'm... through drive under these arches and you'll score points if you get a combo of them that kind of thing all the while you're trying to knock other players to stop them doing it um, I think the the final product is good for what it is, but I don't like what it is. I would have yeah. much rather they just made a racing game. I'm okay with taking it off. I just yeah. wanted to rant about how terrible the beta was and That's how fair. bad an experience that was. And yeah, the... completely fine. Um, 
I had no desire to write anything about it, so I didn't. That's fair. I th- yeah, I think we actually approached them and said, you know, that we didn't really have anything nice to say, so we weren't going to say anything on the account of it being a, a beta as well. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, yeah, sometimes, like, it seems at least in this case that that, that beta wasn't necessarily representative of it, because the issues you had with it were fixed by the final release. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, definitely. And also, that, if I remember right, that beta was really close to the release as well. It was. So, there was, it was, like, it was like a week or two before. So, it, it was, was like there was no point in you writing a thing saying this is all broken and garbage when two weeks later the final version that was fixed came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. I had such a bad experience with the beta that I didn't bother to play the full game, which is probably bad of me as a person to not give it a second chance, but. It's, it's just, I mean, it's a better game than it was in that pair from the sounds of it, but it's still just not, I didn't think it was particularly good. Just not a great game. It was, the only reason I would, so, I don't think it should be on this dis- most disappointing list, um, just because I, we knew what it was before release, like we already knew it wasn't going to be a racing game, we knew it wasn't going to be, Yeah. it was going to be this kind of term, yeah, this no, thing, I'm, and I'm, I wasn't. I'm happy with Yeah. The I'm only, happy with taking it off. The only reason that I would consider putting it on here is that this is the guys that made Drive Club and Motorstorm. Yeah. And then they left, or they got, you know, their studio got shut down and Codemasters picked them up. And this is what they made. They got, yeah. picked up, they got picked up by Codemasters. The kings of racing games. Yeah, they, well, Codemasters releases some duds here and there as well. Let's not forget those Formula One kart racers oh, that they God, brought out yeah. a couple of years well, ago. Yeah, they, but... they were so bad. Oh, I mean, they are thereabouts. Didn't they also Code do the Masters Micro Machines are... one last year that was on our most disappointing? Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Like, Codemasters are not flawless, but no. they released good games most of the time, and I don't think that studio have released a game that I didn't like before. Like, I like all the Motorstorm games. Mm-hmm. I like Drive Club a lot. I still play Drive Club now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... But I knew that this was going to be before, and I... It's one of those things where, even though I don't like it, I respect that they... Mm-hmm. Made it because it is really weird and different, and really, it's really cool that people are trying to do different things with racing games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just didn't like it very much. Oh, no, it wasn't my favorite. So yeah, but take it off. It's fine by me. Cool. Take one rush off. Um, hmm. I'm happy to talk about Strange Brigades, and I'm happy to take it off. I just. It's another game that I was really looking forward to. I loved the whole premise. I loved the whole idea that it was going to be kind of like Left 4 Dead, where you were playing with yeah. uh, other people. Um, and it's just... The physics is horrible. The movement within the game is horrible. The control scheme is not great. And the shooting is terrible. I I think that's... I still really want to try it, because I think... Did you ever play the Sniper Elite games? Yes. Did you play the Nazi Zombies? No, spin-off? I didn't. You two both really liked yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's the same physics as those, because it's the same dev and the same engine and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I think we would probably still like it. <laughs> I... No. It was... I got through the first, like, four or five levels, and I was like, nope. Yeah. It's well, one of those things where I can also understand people not liking uh, the physics for those games as much as I, I do. Well, I, I've still got to use all my free trials and there's also the pound sale on the Xbox hmm. Game Pass at the moment, which yeah, that is which on. Is so on I might actually, once we're finished here... Play a game. Go, yeah. Yeah, I might do that as well. Um, yeah. 
But I, yeah, should we take it off then? Do you feel strong enough? How, how, strong, how strong do you feel about it? I'm happy it? to take it off. I just wanted no, to say that. Yeah, no, sorry. Again, it's another one of those ones that was disappointing to me. I know there are people out there who really liked it, but you can also pick it up for like 20 quid now. Yeah. Well, yeah. not to cut off all the ones that you added, Paul, but how do you feel about Fallout 76? Because I get the impression that you quite like Fallout 76. Yeah, I, I've put it on here just because it was a disappointment to everyone who bought it. I don't yeah. understand people that were disappointed in Fallout 76. Yeah, same. I don't understand that because they were, we knew it was going to be bad. They were very clear. Like, <laughs> Todd Howard basically stood on a stage and said, this game's going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. You're, you're going to buy it, though. Uh, you're going to buy it because it's got Fallout on it. And guess yeah. what? I did. Like, he I mean, I waited until it was £20, but I still bought like, it. He literally stood up on a stage and was like, we made a Fallout game without NPCs. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, what I have noticed though is the people who do have it and who are playing it have a really bloody nice little community thing going. Yeah, Very nice little community thing going. I am now on the subreddit for it and there's people making up their own challenges and hey, you know, I... You need to because yeah. the, that content's not in the game. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's something we will talk about with the game that did this way worse that is currently at the top of this most disappointing list in a minute. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, no, there's... So, I- I'm still within the start game, so there is... Co- there's yeah, no there NPCs, but there's content for me to yeah. play. I'm only about five, six hours in, and I'm exploring everywhere and I'm picking up stuff and I'm still doing the tutorial levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is content for me. I will wait and see how my opinion fares on it when I run out of tutorial content. That's fair. Um, but there, there's a lot of people doing a lot of fun stuff and taking a lot of fun in collecting things and building their bases up and having little teams and squads together roaming around in the game. And yeah, it's just... I put it on there because I felt like it had to be mentioned as a disappointing game yeah. because there was so much disappointment and uproar around it. Yeah, I feel like that stuff will get its due in another category in the next yeah. podcast, though. Because um, yeah, I do think the bigger issue with Fallout seventy six was everything around it and how they handled the, the release of it. The difference maker for me in buying it wasn't actually the price drop. I would have paid full price for it had I had internet capable. If it came with an actual canvas bag and not a nylon one, no, uh, that was the deal breaker <laughs> for you. You're like, nah, no, I, nah, I can't do this. It, it was a case of if I had internet capable of. Yeah, that's fair. doing the updates and stuff for it and I recently got an upgrade and had faster speeds so I was able to 120 gig install is what you need before you can even hit play on that game that's pretty big yeah that is big um, for a game without NPCs you know, yeah with NPCs <laughs> so with way less voice well it has a lot of audio logs I guess yeah a lot of audio logs because a lot of times the audio is the thing that takes up so much of that stuff Um. Yeah. so yeah I there's about a 50 gig install and then there's like a 50 gig update and then there's like another 20 gig update Man, it's like the Red Dead Redemption 2 of Fallout games um, Red Dead doesn't take up that much space yeah, it does, Red Dead Redemption 2 it installs on two discs, it's like 100 gigs yeah, yeah. it's worth it <laughs> I don't know if I unlike that. everything yeah, well, else we'll talk about that later yeah we'll get to that bit can we add Red Dead Redemption 2 to most of this <laughs> If you do, I'm table flipping and logging out. I didn't put Red Dead on this list because I knew I wasn't going to be super into that game because I I liked the first one, but I didn't. I wasn't super into it, so um, I knew I wasn't going to be super into the second spoilers one. Spoilers for for later on in various categories and things, but I 
I don't have. I'm not very passionate about it. Yeah, I, you know. Either way, fair. I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to defend it, and I'm not going to sit here and try and tear it down. Down either yeah. too much. That's the reason why I didn't add it because I was like, I don't. It's. Not, I don't feel that strongly about it. I don't really like that game very much, but I don't hate it. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not disappointed with it because I knew beforehand it was going to be another Red Dead. Um, they built on the stuff that they changed from with GTA Five and. It shows like, and I yeah. went into it knowing I was going to really like it, and came out, and yeah. guess what? I did. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, the only game we've not talked about in this list yet, which although we've all we've whittled it down to our top three, I guess, is uh, Sea of Thieves, which was the first game, the first video game that Rare has made since the Kinect days. Yes, their return to proper video game development after. A decade plus since they made what Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts, yeah, um, or maybe Viva Pinata two. I don't know which one of those came out later. I was going to say is Viva Pinata two not behind Banjo. I don't know which one of those came out first, um, but regardless, like they made they made good games. I like, Viva I like was fantastic. I bought yeah. that. I bought that rare replay collection last year, and we all raved about how good that was. We did, yeah. Was that last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, I think it's quite something. I think um, rare make good games. And Sea of Thieves is at the core of it a good game. It's like this co-op thing. You get three of your friends together and you're all crewing a ship and you have all these little uh, different parts of the ship you can interact with. So everyone ends up going off doing their stuff to get the ship sailing. Mm -hmm. And there's always like slightly more to do with the ship to keep it going right than you have people. There's not just four slots and so it's like I'm, you know, I'm going to navigate you're gonna, you know, uh, change the sails to make sure we're hitting the wind all the time. You're gonna do this or that. There's always gonna be at least one extra thing where it's like we also need someone up front because when the sails come down, I'm sitting at the wheel and I can't see shit because there's sails there. I need someone at the front yelling at me if there's a rock in the way. Uh-huh. You know, and that co-op stuff is fantastic. Like it's the best I've ever seen a game do that stuff. Like the actual sailing a ship with your friends is really fun. The ship-to-ship combat is really fun because it's all that except you're also firing cannons at another player. Right. The bit where this game falls apart is that that's it. There's like three sets of kind of quests you can do and they're all treasure hunts. Or Again, this is a launch. They've apparently done really big updates since then so it's entirely possible I would really like Sea of Thieves now. Uh-huh. But I played it at launch and then fell off it because there was nothing to do. Yeah. There was like three or so sets of quests and they got progressively more complex but never complex enough to actually matter. It was just more. It was never more complicated. Mm -hmm. And they were always just like here is a map find this island and go to X marked spot and dig up the treasure. Bring it back and you get money. Or uh, a riddle that will say something and you can figure out from the riddle I need to go to this island. I need to stand this place and you know walk forward ten spaces, or I need to go under this rock and play a song, and then dig and I'll get me, I'll get treasure, bring it back and get money, and that's it. That, that that was the game, and there was like these three sets of quests that you could just repeat over and over, and it was so boring, <laughs> and it's such a shame because again those core mechanics are so fucking good, and the graphics and the art style in that game are so good like rare it's just not enough it's just so close to being such a good game so it's the reason that it's like it is 100% my most disappointing game of this year because it's a really good game 
and there's none of it. <laughs> like, again, I will probably really like it if I go back to it now and you know play it with all the updates and stuff uh-huh. like that. Because apparently those updates added a bunch of stuff. But for the like week or two that I played at launch, and I played a lot of it at launch, it's just not. There was nothing there. <laughs> played a lot of it, but didn't do much. Yeah, basically, I repeated those same things over and over, thinking, well, maybe at some point there's going to be more stuff. I can get this new jacket for my. Maybe you coat from a pirate. That's pretty good. <laughs> no more stuff. It's a first-person game, so I don't see it. But you know, I'll call this coat. It's like, well, <laughs> um, but like, it's that thing where it's got all that kind of charm that rare games have. Like the art style's all nice and cartoony. Um, you can go to the here. You go to the 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 pub when you stop at an island that has like you know pirates on it, or you can have a barrel of grog in the bottom of your ship and you can just sit and pull out your mug and drink. And you get drunk, which, if you're motion sick, get motion sick like me, not great. Because, <laughs> man, it's already, if you're already on the like sea with the your boat rocks back and forth yeah. in a really realistic way, and then you've got like the drunkenness making you rock back and forth in other ways. And if you're drunk enough, you start vomiting everywhere, which is good, because you can go vomit on your friends. Or if you're holding a bucket, but you have a bucket to be able to you know, pan out water if you start sinking. You can also just vomit in the bucket and then throw that at someone. <laughs> like Dude, this, you're, you're, yeah. you're not, you're not making a good case for this being disappointing. But that's the thing is these elements of it are so good, but then there's just there's there's nothing, nothing to there's do nothing once to you get do. Past yeah. yeah, like it, it's good as like this weird interactive chat room to be there with friends and sail a ship. But once you're actually sailing the ship, there's nothing to do. Okay, yeah, no, I get it, but yeah, that is disappointing, but. I think it's more disappointing when you decide to take a beloved, to a certain degree, beloved franchise. Yeah. You get the backing from the company that owns it from Square. You then get the backing of thousands of people on Kickstarter. And then you deliver this heap of crap. Yeah. Yeah, shoddy product. I am fine with Fear Effects Edna winning this. Um, especially because Fear Effects Edna was. Or the original Fear Effects were beloved, but not like widespread. They were relatively niche. Like yes, they weren't. They yeah. weren't. So like they had like a, a relatively small, strong fan base of people that were nostalgic for those games. Yep. And it feels like this game. Maybe they just messed up, but if you look at it in a very like kind of you know, uh, if you look in a certain way, you could say it's. They, they preyed on those people, you know. They they took advantage of those people that were nostalgic for the series. Yeah, um, uh, I'm fine with that being our most disappointing game there. If you guys are, yep, no, I'm good with that. All right. So, Fear Effects Edna is our most disappointing game. Oh, I crossed out instead of bold. <laughs> um, is our most disappointing game of 2018 with runners up Sea of Thieves and Galaxy Switch, which I don't think is actually the name of that game, but I didn't care enough to look up what it was because man, fuck, <laughs> it. fuck that game don't buy whatever version of Galaxy shows up on Switch because they probably won't release the full one uh, next up we have best open world this category is kind of uh, is this the one we should discuss this beforehand is this where we wanted to talk about the world itself in the games or just best open world game we should decide that now I think in the past, it's normally been the world that you yeah, interact. Because I think this is the one we basically made for Mad Max. 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because we wanted to talk about how nice that desert was. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much the only reason we're like, this game isn't good enough to win any other awards, but man, that desert's real good. Yeah, the, well, we we had, at one point, we had best open world game, then we had best adventure game, yeah. and I think we we're eventually, kind of, because of the way games come out, and yeah. sometimes you have these, these droughts and, yeah. and things. kind of cut down on the kind of genre categories yeah so we've, we've just left it as best open world so should we just consider it best open world game in general then or would you want to talk about the worlds I think the worlds the, this, yeah I think just the worlds okay yeah Um. so best open world nominees are Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, Yakuza 6 slash Yakuza Kiwami 2 uh, Force Horizon 4 Sea of Thieves Spider-Man and Starlink Um, I liked driving around Edinburgh on Force Horizon Four. That was pretty good. Yeah, I I really liked the the world and what they did with it in Forza Horizon Four this time as well. This time it's based in the UK. Yeah, your main city, your main point is Edinburgh. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've then got various locations and and tourist spots and yep. uh, natural beauty spots and things kicking around and scattered throughout the world graphically looks absolutely stunning they've then taken all the different activities and things that you can do and they have built it in you have got you've got these what they call stories now mm-hmm. and it's little places you can go to there's a place in Edinburgh and uh, the story is that you are helping a guy that's opened up a car rental place and it only does the world's fastest cars so every time you go and visit him he's got a new car for you and he's got you you know you're going to be driving from one one point it's just a map brush from one point to the next but it's really cool there's another one yeah there's another little story if you go around and you find it and unlock it and it's a stuntman there's a a movie being filmed and you're going around and doing these stunts there's a YouTuber and she's making a the the best driving moments from video from games, videos, yeah. and they've actually taken parts from real video games. They, they pay homage to uh, Outrun. They, they've, um, we were talking about it. The Project Gotham, yeah, Project Gotham. Um, yeah, there's a few Ridge Racer and things like that. So there is a lot to do, and it is a big open world. I. I do like it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy enough to leave it on there. Yeah, I'm thinking right. yeah. Um, um We could probably take the Yakuza games off. I put them on every year, but they're not really open worlds. <laughs> <laughs> they're cities that you can walk around in, and they're really detailed and really cool, and I love them. But they're not—they're not really open worlds. <laughs> Does anyone? They're more like hub areas. Anyone feel super strongly about Starlink being? I put Starlink on there because. <sighs> Starlink is one of those games and I think we'll talk about it more in different categories Um, it is a really good game Yeah, it's it's got things that that hold it back but I I like the world and it it is it it reminds me quite a lot of No Man's Sky when No Man's Sky first came out Mm -hmm. I know No Man's Sky has changed and things but if you think of the kind of all the different planets yeah each of the planets that you go to are kind of open world because you can go anywhere and explore yeah, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Um, there's no, it's not a linear path that you do. Yeah, no, it's definitely an open world game. Yeah, the, yeah. I 
I, I just don't... don't think anything specifically stuck with me about the world in it. No, like, I... I like it looks pretty. <laughs> Even on the Switch, it looks pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty. I like that it's quite big. Yeah, I like that the different planets look different from each other. Yeah, and I like that it's kind of the the space shootery game that I've been waiting for for a while. Yeah, yeah definitely. And Just, it's, it's the Star Fox game we've been waiting for for a yes. while. Yes, yeah. after they fucked up the one on the Wii U. Yeah, they still fucked this one up a little bit. But well, yeah, true. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that point. But true. yeah, it's a nice open world and. It's given its due, so I think we can uh, yeah. remove that one from the list. That's um, fair. I've not played super lots of it, but I actually really enjoy it. It's really um, good. Yes. Yeah. Well, those games that we'll talk about later, but yeah. they shouldn't have released the way it did. Yeah. But then yeah. again, I also have a cool Star Fox ship on my shelf, so... Yeah, you can't know. really be that sad about it. <laughs> but it's on my shelf, is the important part about that statement. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I, I, I put a shelf in my house specifically for the two ships... And it's a yeah. cool looking ship though yeah they, they are cool looking ships but like you said they're on our shelves oh yeah they're also right, <laughs> we will talk about this in a different category <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> um, I'm going to fight pretty hard for Red Dead Redemption 2 to remain on here cause oh, I think world's... that's fair the world is the thing that game does well the world yeah. is just fantastic uh, I had a look I think I'm the one that's played it the least of, mm. out of the three of us and just doing the you know the the thing that no, the No Man's Sky guys did on the map when they did it on stage when they announced yeah, it. Here's that. where you are, and it, you pull back, yeah. yeah, and you go bloody hell! It's it massive. is it's massive, it's and I feel the thing they did better than the first Red Dead is none of that feels empty. No, or if it does feel empty, it feels naturally Justifiably empty. Like, empty. The map all feels handcrafted, and you wander around. And if there's stuff, if there is a brief moment where there's nothing there, you you're going to find a stranger. A few yeah, seconds later, yeah. or you're going to find something to hunt a few seconds later, and it all feels very handcrafted and like natural. It's weird, like it, 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 they put a lot of detail into those open yeah. fields and stuff like that. You're, if there's yeah. nothing there, you're going to find something to do. I think I'd agree a little bit more with Paul that there is some bits where it feels too open, too real, mm. you know, because I, I did find moments where. You know, I was just going, and there wasn't much there. But it's not; it doesn't feel like oh, they've just done it. Yeah, there isn't this element of realism to it, and there was. I feel like that's actually something that, as you progress through the chapters, they fix those first couple of chapters in that game are bad. Yeah, but they're especially just bad for the open world stuff. Like they are, they're slow. And less strange, like the strangers that show up in the open world and the little side quests and stuff like that are tied to chapters. So yeah. a lot of that world is just empty for the first couple of chapters. Once you hit about chapter three, yeah. that I, world is full. Yeah, I think if you if you think of the, you know the first three chapters, yeah. and you you think think back to the Grand Theft Auto games, they follow the exact same things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Come on, we're going to town, and all they're doing is they're taking you to town to show you everything that's in it. There's the whores. There's where you do this. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly and then that's that, it. Yeah. And then you move somewhere else. And it's okay to do that in a Grand Theft Auto game because you jump in a car and you're going from yeah. one side yeah. of the map to the other so in two seconds. But it's so slow to get places in Red Dead too. Yeah. yeah. So Even when you unlock fast travel, fast travel's not great. The problem's not the world in that case. Yeah. It's the it's the level design. Yeah. Different. So, no, I have no problems with it's it just, being it's, in there for the best It's the little the things. Like, if you're just... Traveling along the road, and you decide to hog tie someone, and someone else sees you. You're gonna have a posse after you chasing your ass across country. Mm-hmm. 
if you see, every little thing you do has a repercussion. Yeah, if you see a train going by, you can just pull that bandana over your face, right up to the side of that train, and jump up, jump up onto it, pull out your gun, and go, "Give me your fucking money." Yes. Just walk yeah. up the train, point your gun at people individually, going, "Give me your fucking money." <laughs> And then, then jump off the, the train again. Yeah, knock out... No, or, no, no. Or that. Knock out the conductor and then let the train go full steam so it crashes into stuff. That's also... Yeah. <laughs> or do what I did, which is I just stole the train and then just went in a circle and unlocked most of the map because it just went around <laughs> on the train tracks the whole time. And the like the, the cops in that game are very bad at catching you if you're on a train. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> very hard so to keep bad. up with the train if you're on a horse. They can usually keep up with it, but then they just don't do anything, so they just like ride alongside it. <laughs> Yeah. Picking them off with your pistol. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, that definitely should be on here. Um, okay. It's the only one I'll fight hard for. I. I don't know. Sea of Thieves is, is one of those ones where it has the same. The issue that is the reason that it's on the most disappointing list that kind of affects it here, where it has a really great world, but it's kind of empty. Um, it has this really well designed. Like beautiful ocean that you sail through, and it is probably the best looking water. And I know we say this pretty much any time any game comes out that has nice uh-huh. looking water, but it is definitely the best looking water in a game. It has these big, like, kind of tropical islands that you can get on and explore, and there's like kind of ruins there and stuff like that, and yep. there's things to explore. But again, there's nothing you don't get anything from exploring them. So um, you just basically sail around and look at shit, kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it kind of defeats the purpose of yeah, you know, the best thing, open yeah. world, I think. I think if they had just stuck the land, it would have been on this list. <laughs> um, speaking of sticking the land in... Oh, Spider-Man. Nice. Oh, well done. It's just New York, let's remove it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world in Spider-Man is really good. It's, there's those crimes happening all, yes. everywhere. Everything is designed in such a perfect way to make swinging around so much fun. Yeah. The the, the crimes, uh, you mentioned that, it's one of the few things that I kind of grates after a while in that game. Yeah. Especially if you're like me and you were trying to get the platinum, which I never ended up getting. Uh, but I did 100% it. Um, and you leave all the crimes till the end. You're just sitting there waiting for crimes to trigger and you're like, come on. Just yes. Fucking, just, Someone go rob. Someone go steal a car. Or, or do crime. <laughs> you can have what happened to me. The ones I was swinging through the street, and those three crimes happened at the same time. It's like, yeah. How does that even happen? Um, which kind of added a bit more to it, you know, being an open world, yeah. living thing. So, um, I really liked the the New York that they showed in this one. Yeah, same. And like, there's there's just lots of little details like. The crowd interactions are really good. Yeah, you can walk and you can you can do the yeah like the, the little shooting the guns yeah um, or you high five people or take yes. selfies with them and stuff like that like you, <laughs> yeah if you just wander around through crowds like you can't do attacks but if you press the attack button Spider Man will just like wave at people and yeah you know yeah you get high fives and take selfies and it's, it's yeah I so I walked good. through the, um you know the, the the main street and it's got the big yeah. billboards on it uh, and I just walked yeah. down that street. Times Square. Tight, yeah. And walking down there and just going, hey, how you doing? <laughs> That's great. It is really good. <laughs> um, cool, so we have three. Yeah. We have Red Dead, Force Horizon 4, and Spider-Man. But what wins? I would probably lean toward Red Dead. 
Yeah, I think, just for world. I think the stuff they did with that world is the thing that is th- great about yeah. that game. I, th- I think they, they did do a fantastic job with it. That's why I've lost so much time yeah. to it. Speaking yeah, of like, the crowd interaction stuff, like Red Dead Redemption 2, you can talk to everyone. Yeah. Like, you can you can just walk out to people and be like, Howdy, partner, how's it going? I'm Arthur Morgan. And then they'll just respond. And you can either, you only have two options. You can be good or bad. Yeah. But Yes. You, you know, can greet or... I forget what the other one is. Yeah. But yeah, it's the bad option. You know, Paragon or Renegade. Um, or you can do what I did and be in the centre of town, hit the wrong button where you think you're talking to somebody, your gun gets drawn and they all just scarper. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> the, the controls in that game are definitely trying to do more than they can. Yeah. No, or, is, what you... button is it again? And my gun went off. And it... But then that's also a thing you can do. That's the, like You can yeah. go into towns and do that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Walk in a saloon, hogtie the bartender. Yeah, yeah, you can rob shops. You can go into a shop and pull out your gun and rob it and if no one else walks in you can walk out of there with the money from that shop without anyone knowing yeah oh yeah I, <laughs> it was the one of the the missions uh, where you're in town and something happens and you jump on someone else's horse mm. and you go off and he's you do the mission and then at the bottom it says you know you it gives you the you know the good guy bad guy thing. You can either keep the horse or you can find the guy and yeah. give it back to him. Here's where he is. And it shows you on the map. So I thought I'll give him back the horse. And Anne's watching. She says, "I give him give him the horse back." So we go back. You get off the horse and you can lead the horse to him. And we do that, and something happens within the AI because he walks in front of the horse. Yeah. <laughs> the horse bolts right over the top of him, squishes him, and I become the bad guy. <laughs> That's <pretty good. laughs> Uh, that so, whole, I do actually like that <laughs> mechanic though. Like, if you steal a horse just because you don't have a horse there, so there's a you can bring it back. Like that is, it's not quests. just for that mission; it's always there. Yeah, there's also a set of side quests later on that I don't think either of you have unlocked yet. But if you steal a horse, there's a guy you can go and sell them to. Yeah, no, I've done, I've got <laughs> without that. papers. Yeah, I've got, I they'll just, give you money for them. I just right. unlocked that. It's like the brothers. Yeah, yeah. there are two brothers you can sell the horses to. <laughs> right. So no, I am I'm fine with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two being the best open world. It's also really pretty. It it's is. Worth, it's worth it's noting that game was great, even if the HDR doesn't work. Um, it does when you put a torch of, on your television. Kind of, yeah. Um, if you don't mind there not being any colours, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to watch in grayscale, turn the HDR on. Um, yes. Yeah, so best open world. Red Dead Redemption 2, Before Up, Force Horizon 4, and Spider-Man. Um, next, we have Best Re-Release slash Remake, which there was a lot of these this year. There was, yeah. yeah. Um, but they were good. So we have Shadow of the Colossus, Burnout Paradise Remastered, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, Eevee, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Civilization 6, the Capcom Beat'em Up Bundle, Money Puzzle Exchanger, and Diablo 3 for Switch. Things like Diablo 3 The Eternal Collection or the, something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. So, it's not really... It's a re-release. It's not a, it's not a remake. Yeah. It's just... It's, Which one? Diablo? Diablo, yes, yeah. Yeah, but it's a really good one. Oh, like, they, it's they fantastic. Game, they put that into Switch. It runs at a flawless 60 frames a second. Looks fantastic. The online works great. They added Ganon to it. It's perfect. Yeah, it has all the all the DLC. Yeah, all the DLC, all the season stuff. Yeah, is all in there. Brilliant game. Uh, I have 
I've spent a little bit of time with it. I ended up picking it up because I had stuff I traded in at um, our lovely little shop that we always go to mm. and trade stuff in, and I managed to pick up a copy of that, the physical version. Yeah, haven't looked back. Uh, not regretted it. I knew I wasn't going to. Yeah. Um, Diablo is one of the games that I always knew that I would like, but because even after I bought my big fancy gaming laptop and proceeded not to use it I've yeah. never been I've not played many PC games and neither was are very like PC gamers yeah but why not I, yeah so I knew I was going to to love this uh, speaking of PC games that I love there's uh, Civ- Civilization 6 that game's great that port is great I didn't that should maybe be Wait, hold on. Oh, I was going to say this should maybe be on the I, next category, but it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I just want to clarify one thing. When did everyone here actually play Civilization Six? Originally, yes. I bought it when it came. Well, I didn't buy it when it came out on PC, but I bought it a few months after it came out on PC. Right. After we recorded the game of the year. Yeah. Year, because it, when it came out, nobody it. actually bought it. Yeah. I haven't bought it and or played it because I don't have a computer. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> good enough to run it. I was kind of I'd kind of fallen off PC gaming at the time. I think, yes, my, P- I think uh, my PC was on the fritz. I, it's one of the biggest tragedies, I think. Because yeah, it's a brilliant game. And Can I just ask how the hell they managed to port that to Switch and have it work so well. Well they ported it to the iPad first and then they ported that to Switch. And it's fucking good. Yeah. Um Although it's not a direct port of the iPad version, yeah, it's they, an they, enhanced. Yeah, definitely. But it definitely feels like it was based on that one because it's still yeah. got all the touchscreen controls and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah, and it's the got a lot more. Also. They have added things to it. They've built things specifically for it as yeah. well. Um, um, and there's yeah, like it has some issues, like the frame rate isn't perfect and stuff like that. But it's turn-based, so that doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, the loading times can be quite long, but. Again, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, it looks great. It plays perfectly. They made some nice UI touches to make it pretty straightforward to play on the Switch. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some moments here and there where I'm like, I can't fucking see what is on this goddamn screen because it gets quite busy sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think it... But it has the... good options for turning on and off like yeah. UI elements to fix yeah. that. Like, on, the, on, the screen, on the Switch screen itself, it can be quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, I've played most of it. I've played it on the on the TV. All right, docked. Yeah, yes, sir. I played most of Portable. I I got it when I was down in Troon for yes a couple of weeks or not a couple of weeks for like a week, and so I only had my Switch to play. And I was like, I need something to kill time. <laughs> and so I got Civ Six, and I was like, this will kill time perfectly. A lot of time <laughs> killed all the time. Yeah. Um, boy, does it drain the Switch's battery when you play it portably, though. It's one of those games that. Pushes the switch to its limits. Yeah, it's um, it's good to play Civilization on your switch on a cold day where you maybe forgot to take your gloves with you. <laughs> yeah, because the back of it gets quite hot yeah. as well. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, so it'll warm your hands up. Yeah, for that half hour, the battery lasts. You <laughs> have warm hands. Um, no, I think Civ Six definitely needs to be on this list. Yeah, um, definitely. Whether or not it wins, we can discuss later. But cool. it's definitely up there. I don't think the Capcom beat 'em up bundle needs to be on here. No, I think I enjoyed it. It's worth mentioning. Just mentioning, it. yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I there's what six games in this bundle? Yeah, I can't remember what they all are. Um, there's uh, the Final Fights, one of them. Final Fights. There's the 
the the one with the knights in the it. The King Arthur one. The King Arthur one. Called. There's the the one with the robots. The mech one. Yeah, I don't remember any names of any of these. The one that's like a game show thing, um, with like kind of superhero looking dudes. Yes. Um, it's just a fun set of old arcade yeah. beat em ups. Yeah, they're, I, all, they're all good. Yeah, so. I heard the online's not very good, but I never actually played it. Every time I've played it, it's been locally. Local <laughs> so, co-op, yeah. yeah. It, just sitting playing through it reminded me of, you know, going through to the arcades and the arcades you always went, uh, well, the arcades I went to anyway, were all set up in such a way that your good games, all the, the, the big games, the ones that took all the coins, were at the back. Mm. So you had to walk through. Yeah. And all the beat em ups, all your generic beat em ups and stuff, you know, just coin swallowers yeah. were at the front. And those, I love Final Fight, but it is—it's a coin swallow. It's yeah. one of the easiest games to yeah. finish as long as you had a bag of coins. Yeah, <laughs> which is what this bundle's quite good for because you're not putting coins into it. Obviously, so you're just hitting a button to put more tokens in. It. It's yeah. like, well, so Kieran, infinite continues basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieran and I played through Final Fight and we finished Final, we finished Fight. Final Fight. How many continues? Did, it was oh, probably a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were definitely just dying over and over. Then should <laughs> definitely be charging you one. Nintendo gold coin for every continue. Oh fuck! No. Oh it no way! Those are entire. How much is a gold coin? It's like a penny, right? It's a penny. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's too much money. No. <laughs> um, that's where microtransactions are gonna go. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it necessarily needs to be in here, just because I don't. I don't feel super strong about it. Like I enjoyed it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I put it on here because I really like the game a lot, but I don't think money puzzle exchange action needs to be on here either. I just put it on because I fucking love Money Puzzle Exchanger. Yeah, and it came it, out on Switch, but they didn't do anything. It's just a, no, it's it's just a, a port. It's just yeah. a really good game. I uh, I really like it as well. If I, it had online, it would probably have made this list. That's the only, the one issue with it is you can't play it online multiplayer. See if they'd added something like online or you know the history or being able to isolate the music or if they'd done mm. something to it. Absolutely, but yeah. Yeah, but those, the hamster kind of arcade archives ports are very much just good emulations of arcade games. They're yeah. Not, they don't do anything special with them. They're just like, here's the arcade game. It has a caravan mode added, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if we had to, if we were going to consider that one, then you'd need to consider everything that's on the, you know, the Nintendo NES games yeah. and, and yeah. things like that. And then, then maybe actually should have been on this list. But I don't feel strongly enough about either because we it's... spent we spent a good bit of time with us. We did, but then we never recorded any follow up videos, like we said <laughs> we were gonna. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, Legend of Zelda Two came out for that this week. Oh, ah, I need that to go back and see what's what's come out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that I need video. to start paying for it sensibly instead of monthly. Yeah, I've been paying for it monthly as well because I'm an idiot. Um... Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, Burnout Paradise Remastered came out. Yeah, I, um, the greatest racing game of all time, some might say. Yeah, they we would also it. be wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think it should be on here. It it doesn't need to be on here. It's just it, they didn't do too much to it. It was no, smoothed yeah. over. Uh, Actually, but in, in fairness to you, it is a great game. Yeah, um, it has the full soundtrack, which is surprising. Yes. I thought some licensing issues for sure would have killed that. But it's still got the like seven versions of Avril Lavigne's girlfriend, just like what you want. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. it has you know all that music that you want. But yeah, I, they didn't do much to it. It's just Planet Paradise. It looks great. It runs great. It's 
Yeah. It's bumped up to 4K if you've got a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X. Yes. Which looks fucking nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- it, even if you don't have the, the 4K, uh, it runs in the HDR, which is yeah. very nice if you've got the, a nice TV yeah, supporter. Yeah. Which was cool. Um, yeah, I I think I bought it before you, but I, I did the yeah, same thing. Did. I played a little bit of it and went, this is really nice. And then that was it. It's. So I've got it there for kind of nostalgic yeah. purposes. Yeah, for me it's that kind of it's that kind of like I can't be bored playing anything else game. Like I want somewhere I can shut off my brain and you know I'm listening to a podcast or playing or watching a video or something like that. But I need to I want to be doing something. Right. Fortnite Paradise is that game for me at the moment. Where it's like I'm listening to a podcast, but man, I could just drive off some ramps. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it also highlights some of the stuff about that game that's not aged super well. Um, so things like that map's kind of small now in comparison to other open world racing games. Yes, yeah. Um, it's still a really good map, but it's not... The One of the things about that map I always found that it was this too... It's too much like a city block. Yeah. You know, there's too many sharp turns in it. Yeah, no, I can see that. But then also there's only... The, there's only like... I guess five destinations that races can end. Yes. So no matter what race you start, it's got to be like, you're going to one of these locations. And it's that makes sense to some degree, but I feel like it's a bit... When you're going through this game for like the second or third time, it's a bit limiting. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think that's a great remaster and people should play it, but it doesn't necessarily need to be on this Yes. One, so Good. I will cut it out. So we have... We've got two more things. Um... I call all of these though. <laughs> um, I feel like Yakuza Kiwami 2 should be on this list. Right. Um, we talked about Yakuza Kiwami last year because these games come out. They released three Yakuza games this year. <laughs> <laughs> and Kieran bought them all. I didn't. I didn't buy the Fist of the North Star one yet, but I probably yeah, will. Yet being um, the yet. But Kiwami 2 is actually way better than what they did last year with the first Kiwami. So they remade Yakuza 2 which was a Playstation 2 game using the engine of Yakuza 6 which is the newest Yakuza game and was the one that switched this brand new engine with new physics, new graphics it looks like a proper PS4 game Yeah. Um, Kiwami 2 is that and it doesn't have the issues that Kiwami 1 had so when they did the remake of the first Yakuza game last year Kiwami had issues where a lot of the structure still just felt like a PS2 game. Like okay. it, it felt dated in a lot right, of ways. Okay. This one they've kind of just updated it. It just feels like one of the modern Yakuza games. Um, or maybe in the Yakuza 2 it was like that already. I never played Yakuza 2 at the time. But regardless it feels like a more modern game. But then more importantly the stuff they've added on top of the of old Yakuza is far more substantial. Mm-hmm. Yakuza Kiwami 1 didn't have much in the way of side stuff. Like it had you know, the kind of sub-story stuff that Yakuza stuff always has, but it didn't have... If you went into, like, an arcade, there was, you know, barely anything. There was not a lot of those kind of side mini-games to do. Whereas this one has a bunch of arcade games in it. It has the clan creator system, which was introduced in Yakuza 6, mm-hmm. which is a kind of tower defense mode where you are building up a gang of Yakuza thugs to fight other Yakuza thugs. Uh, I especially really like what they did with them this year because this year they 
in Yaxus 6, they put in a bunch of uh, New Japan Pro wrestlers nice. as the villains that you fight against nice. in the Yaxus 6 clan career. Like, they're basically the the generals of the opposing Yaxus clan that you're fighting against. Yeah. In Kiwami 2, because it's set way before, like, it's, you know, it's a remake of PS2 game, so it's from, you know, the early 2000s. Yeah. All, they did the same thing. They have New Japan Pro wrestlers, but they're all older. Like, they, they got and face-scanned, like, a bunch of old New Japan Pro wrestlers to be the generals for this other gang. It's fucking great. Um, the Cabaret Club minigame from Yakuza 0, which is this really silly, like, over-the-top arcade management thing, which, actually, I think you would probably like a lot, Mike, if you saw it. <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing you'd probably fucking love. Um, they brought that back. That wasn't in... That wasn't even in Yakuza 6. Like, this has... Whereas Kiwami last year felt like Yakuza 0 with less content in it, uh-huh. yeah. Kiwami 2 feels like Yakuza 6 with way more content in it. Right. Um, which is just great. So I, I think that one should probably be on here because it is... They nailed what they were trying to... You know, they nailed what that, that Kiwami sub-series should right. be. Right, okay. Okay. Um, but, but we need to cut two things. I've maybe okay. cut Shadow of the Colossus. Right, okay. Because they bumped up all the graphics and stuff like that, and I love Shadow of the Colossus. It looks absolutely stunning in... It does. You know, when you, you sit in 4K yeah. and... Yeah, it was kind of the showpiece for the PS4 Pro. It was... They bumped up into 4K, they, you know, added all this HDR stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's stunning. It is one of the best-looking games of the year. Here's where, yeah. here's where I jump in and try and convince you both Pokemon is not a remake. It is a remake, though. It is literally a remake. It, it is a they remake. They marketed it's... it as a remake. No, it is... it's not a remake. Can't be a remake. They've changed too much. I mean, yes, they've changed a lot. That's why it's a remake and not a remaster. Yes, that's what remakes are. That's like saying that new Resident Evil Two remake that comes out next month isn't a remake. That's fine. Resident Evil games are terrible anyway. Whoa, some of them are. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you about Resident Evil Six. Um, <laughs> Let's not. And five and four. One hundred. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in <laughs> every day. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think Pokemon Let's Go should definitely be on that. Because it's definitely a remake. Because it is, it is a remake of Pokemon Yellow. They definitely changed a lot. But it is... I... Yeah. I was very surprised with it. Um, good surprise. Yeah. Very good surprise. Really enjoyed it. I've still not finished it. I... I think it should be on there. I think there's, there's definitely two in my opinion... I, I feel very strongly about. I there's two I'd leave there. Um, the two that I would cut from here would be Shadow of the Colossus and Diablo. I would, yeah. That's yes. uh, I think Shadow of the Colossus is a really good uh, remake. Like they they bumped up all the graphics in a really fucking fantastic way, and Shadow of the Colossus is one of my favorite games of all time. Like it's fucking fantastic. If if you're making but me leave Pokemon on this list, then I, I it needs yeah. to be there. I think. Yeah. Diablo, I think you you could argue that it's it's just the the Ninten- the the Switch port, yeah. Because everyone else has had it. It's just the Switch's turn. Yeah, it's definitely the re-release part of this category. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas mean, these month, other ones, ne- do a lot next of month, stuff. my toaster's getting it. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> Diablo three is literally on everything at this point. <laughs> yeah, we phone games and everyone's happy about that. Um, <laughs> uh. That is that. So oh. we're left with uh, 
because this isn't a video oh, podcast, yeah. <laughs> you have got the three of us staring intently down at the iPads now trying to figure out between Pokemon, so let's go, and Yakuza and Civilization 6 to see who is winning. We're also trying to puzzle out. There's a, a dinging noise happening. We're trying to figure out <laughs> what's happening Paul's there. Fucking phone's going on. No, it's, it's my iPad. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. Because um, <laughs> it's muted, but weird. we'll figure it out. So, yeah, I feel really strongly about Civilization Six and Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, I think I would lean towards Pokemon Let's Go, even though I love Kiwami 2 a lot. Um, yeah. Because, um, like Paul said, they did change so much to the point where it feels like a new game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd made notes and my my notes for that category had said that, you know, hands down it was it was Pokemon. Yeah, it got me back into Pokemon. Like, I'm going to buy the full-fledged, like, new Pokemon game this year. Like, this, this I, got me back into the series. Th- this, it addressed uh, a lot of the things that I'd been saying. I'd written an article years ago now for Calm Down Tom basically saying there was franchises that needed to take a break yeah. and in when we mentioned Pokemon we said there was things that, that had to happen and they they did it in this one they got rid of random encounters yeah something I, that Paul was okay with beforehand and then played this and was like alright okay I mean I was I was kind of okay with it beforehand and random encounters are the one thing of the Pokemon games that actually annoyed me they're real bad um, where I, a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're the best part of the game." I'm like, no, no, trainer battles are the best part of the games. They always have been. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm glad I they like, got rid of it. If you want to, you know, if you decide you need to train up Pokemon and, and get them higher stats and stuff like that, you now have the choice of doing it. Yeah, and you can see what battles you're getting into. Yeah, so or you can see which battles to avoid. Uh, I also like that the. You know, it is a lot more simplified. We spoke about this when we first played it all, and it is all of the the metas taken out of it, and all this weird stat pumping and yeah, all of the in depth stuff that the Pokemon Pro players were all about is some, gone. Well, I mean, some of it's still there. It's just you can now feed candies to them to break it. <laughs> it's just like you know, like IVs don't don't matter anymore because you just feed them candies and you max everything out. Yeah, yeah, and. The reason I really, really enjoy it is because, as much as Pokemon's probably my favourite game series, I never did any of that stuff. Yeah. I never cared about I it. I never cared about that stuff. One downside, Nuzlocke's not really possible in this. On the bright side, though, I finished my Pokedex for the first time in any of these games. <laughs> I completed it. The Pokemon, the Pokemon Go connectivity, genuinely great. Yeah, I was really, really well. I was really sceptical about using the Pokemon Go catching minigame, but I ended up thinking it was fine. It was yeah. it, it gets a bit iffy towards the end, because once you get the highest level, the highest type of Pokeball, there's not much you can do to speed up those catching of Pokemon. Um, but yeah, I like they did a good job, and I look forward to seeing what they do with the main series, because I hope that they don't backtrack on some of the stuff in this game. Like, I don't expect the Pokemon Go catching minigame to be in the new Pokemon this year. 
No, no. no I but it's if, probably... ran, if random encounters are back, I might end up skipping this new one, even though I'm back into the series now. Yeah. Like, walking around that... Even, not, even ignoring the gameplay part of it, walking around that world, seeing the Pokemon wandering around too, just adds an extra, like, level of, like, kind of... Not realism, but you know, like you know, they it, have, it makes the world feel a bit more alive. They have to keep that going yeah. forward. Even in the main series games, I think they have to keep I, that. Yeah, I don't see how you Pokemon in the overworld has to stay. Exactly. Like, yes, maybe you battle them again in the next one, but that's fine. I don't yeah. care about that. No, I'll, the... I'll, I'll battle them again. I'll battle them fine. I'll battle them, but I want the ability to be able to choose bumping yeah. into them. So are we agreed then that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu EV is yes our best re-release remake? <laughs> yeah, which, I'll take it. Which one, Pikachu or EV? I'm not sure it matters. <laughs> no, or answers are, answers in a postcard. These are, these are two separate Although, games. Although, fun so fact, um, Pokemon yeah. e- uh, Pikachu is actually eight quid cheaper than Eevee is That's weird. at the moment. I think it's sold more as well. <laughs> weird. I, I, w- I was in a toy store, considering we only have one <laughs> now in the UK, without naming it. And yeah, yesterday I looked at the price and I was like, why is it eight quid cheaper for by the Pikachu version? Yes. Right, so best re-release remake, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, Runners Up, Yakuza Kiwami 2, and Civilization 6. Next up we have Biggest Surprise. Our biggest surprise list we have, The Shapeshifting Detective, No Man's Sky, Civilization 6, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, Nintendo NES games on the Switch, Wonder Song, Just Shapes and Beats, and Mega Man 11. Right, so just to clarify, what what are we? What is the biggest surprise? What are we? It's kind of the opposite of the most disappointing. It's the least expectations to best kind of, uh, you know, payoff basically. Like okay. a game you had low expectations for or no expectations for, and then. Right. Okay. Um, Which is why I think Pokemon maybe doesn't need to be on here. No, I had a fairly decent expectation. Yeah, I kind yeah. of thought it was going to be good from. When they announced it, yeah. like, I was kind of skeptical about the the catching mini game, but other than that, I was like, "Oh, they're they're making good yep. choices with this." Cool. Um, uh, no Man's Sky. Why is why is that on here then? Because because that new that new update was really good. It doesn't. I don't think it really needs to be on here. Um, I think the logic was just that they added multiplayer to it finally. Right. <laughs> after okay. saying they were going to, yeah, and it was good. But I got back into No Man's Sky for a good couple of months this year. <laughs> I. Jumped into Tom from Camden. Well, yeah, Camden Tom's yes. game. I jumped into his game and just landed next to him and just stood in front of him and like sat on a rock just <laughs> in his game. <laughs> like, there, you know, he was like, "Wow, weird." Didn't realize that was you. Someone just jumped into my game. <laughs> but yeah, we can cut it out. It doesn't even. Cool. Um, Safe sex for Switch is probably. I, I don't know, the the. The surprise about that for me was that it was Did it work? An, no was that it was announced and it was oh by the way it's coming out for the Switch and it will be here within oh, yeah, like a couple of months or something couple it, of months, it was yeah. really soon after yeah that's true it came out of nowhere and was like by the way Civ 6 is out now also it's good <laughs> it's a good yeah, port I, w- once it was announced I thought and they said it's the full game. Yeah. I thought, well, it will. I just kind of took it that it will be good. I, yeah, true. Yeah. The fact that it was the full game was kind of surprising as well, and it wasn't like another 
um, Severev kind of. Like... Oh yeah, because Civilization Revolution was the always trying to get it on mobiles and things yeah. like that. And like smaller... those games were yeah. those games were good, but they were you know simplified compared to a full Civ game. Whereas this one, they were like, nah, it's just Civ Six. We just put the whole thing on the Switch. Yeah, and it's great. I, I think it was more the, the surprise being the announcement. Yeah, eh? definitely. Was it the biggest surprise of the year? Compared to some of these other ones? Uh, we could probably keep it for now, at least. We'll keep it for now, and let's um, see what else we can... We could probably take Shapeshift and Detective off here. I really like that game. I mainly thought it was a surprise, because I didn't get super into this studio's previous game, um, The Madness of Dr. Decker, which we talked about on the podcast Yes, we did, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that game, but I never got super into it. Um, this one I just really liked the gimmick of it I think it worked I thought the structure of it was like smart and right, you know, worked yeah. really well and the story and stuff was really good so I was kind of surprised that I got into it as much as I did um, but it's kind of just it's what this studio does they make good FMV, FMV yes, games yeah, they, they make these games uh, like it even has a lot of the same actors yeah. and stuff in it the, the biggest surprise for me for this one was that the I've, I've not played a one of these games in a good while since Dr. Decker and I thought I'll, I'll give it a chance and see how it is and the acting is bad it is god awful uh, it's, I don't think it's that um, it, it is some of it is cringe worthy and it, it I think it's all quite campy it, but it's, it's funny yeah. and it adds to it and so it yeah. was I think maybe the the biggest, the biggest surprise about it is that uh, I thought things would have improved. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think FMV games are always going to have this level of kind of campiness to it. Um, yeah, I like that they did. They used the not just actors from their previous games like Doctor Decker and stuff, but they brought back um, the I forget his name, uh, but the guy that was the detective in Contradiction, Spot the Liar. Which was like this again, really campy FMV game where he was Detective Inspector Jinx, and he's like this really kind of cartoony, almost like <laughs> over exaggerated. And then this, he's not. He kind of is. He's the detective. He's the like detective of the cop in this one, and he's kind of the comic relief. Yeah, yeah. But he's still like he's trying to be serious for the most part. But every now and again, he just he kind of breaks, yeah. and it's really good. Uh... Uh, the, the the game also has uh, an actress. She was in Doctor Decker, and she has got the, the the best name ever. Oh, Ashlyn Death. Yes. Yeah. Which um, is, when you see it right now, it just looks like Ashlyn Death. It's like <laughs> yes. pretty good. Yes. As uh, she has a very good name. Um, but yeah, we can cut that game from here because it wasn't actually that much of a surprise. Cool. It came out of nowhere. Was kind of a thing for me. Um, uh, a lot of the other games on this list are kind of here because they came out of nowhere for me, like Wonder Song and Just Shapes and Beats were games that... Yeah, Just Shapes and Beats was one that was... It came out in June, if I remember. I think so, yeah. Uh, ben and myself were in Birmingham for... I forget where we were. <laughs> uh, the games thing. Yes. UK the Games Expo. UK Games Expo, we were there. And... Uh, in the morning and Ben was going through emails and he says check this out showed us a video for it and I was like wow that, that looks really good um, we requested a review copy of it and I think it was one of those we'd requested too late I think yeah. the, all the copies had went out and yeah it's really solid game yeah. but yeah it came, it came out, out of nowhere for me and I just bought it on a whim and was like I need 
to play all of this game because it's fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's one of those things where you look at it and it's just like, oh, it's a rhythm game. Cool. Um, you're a triangle that's dodging, you know, shapes coming at you. And it's like, that's cool. Simple. <laughs> you're nice. a triangle. Oh, sorry, you're a square. You're not a triangle. Uh, if, in multiplayer, you can play as a triangle. Um, <laughs> but it has a full story mode is the bit where that game like really surprised me. It's like that game has a story mode that it doesn't have any dialogue in it, but like the way they animate all the characters and stuff like that is like that kind of car- like silent cartoon thing of like they get the plot across real well, and it's shockingly good. Um, it maybe doesn't hold up compared to some of these other ones though, so I'll maybe say Just Shapes and Beats can probably go. Uh cool. Yeah. Um, Wonder Song. There's another one that kind of came out of nowhere rather than being like a, I had low expectations for it. It was a I hadn't heard of it. It didn't get a lot of buzz when it came out and I picked up and it, really to it. be fair it was a Kickstarter game. Yeah it was. It was funded yeah. so it had a little bit of buzz about it but it was low key. It was Yeah. yeah. Apparently Wondersong is so good that Steam doesn't consider it a game because they wouldn't let them get access. I can't like you can't add it. I think they fixed it now, but you couldn't add it to like your wish list and stuff like that. Oh, because okay. it got so many positive reviews that the Steam algorithm didn't thought it was getting bombarded with fake reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, people just like the game. It's just wow. Um, apparently, Steam fixed it, but it's, it's just a funny thing to see <laughs> to be like, wait, what? Um. But yeah, that game's great. Uh, it maybe doesn't need to be in here because, again, it's not actually a massive surprise. It was just... It came out of nowhere. Whereas yeah. I think these other yeah. ones are things I... Yeah, well, I think... Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I was still sceptical it was going to be as good as it was or as playable as it was. I was, yeah, very sceptical about putting the whole game on yeah. the... Uh... Yeah, that's the bit where Civ 6... I was like, I don't know. Like, it works on an iPad because an iPad's a big screen, but... Mm-hmm. I figured it would work on TV, but like on the, the Switch screen is not that big. I, I genuinely no, thought no. it would be a bit more. Hey, we're putting the whole game, but then they would style it more like Civ Rev, yeah. but they haven't. Yeah. yeah um, but I'll take Wonder Song off here because I think these other three fit better, which is. We haven't talked about two of them yet, but Civ 6, the Nintendo games on Switch, and Mega Man 11. So. Mega Man 11 is mainly for me, like, I didn't think they could make a good Mega Man game because I didn't really like Mega Man 9 or 10 and most of the people that made those games have left Capcom since then <laughs> and the people that left Capcom to, from making those Mega Man games went and made their own Mega Man game and it was so bad Mighty <laughs> Number 9 is like one of the fucking worst things and Capcom were like we're making a Mega Man game and it's like I don't know about that it's great. It's one of the better Mega Man games. The, the people fantastic. who were the problem clearly left. Apparently so. Um, they made a fucking fantastic Mega Man game and I'm glad they did and I'm surprised they did because again I didn't think they would pull it off Um, and Nintendo games on Switch is it's surprising how fun those games are to play on that system and how well the online works yes uh, online works just flawlessly I still have issues with things like it should be more than NES games it's 2019 at this point. Yeah. Come on. Like, three NES games a month is not a fucking thing that's worth paying a subscription for. No, I think they should be giving us the Virtual Console. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, not the Neo Geo stuff that we had on the Wii U. You know, I'd expect to pay for those things. But your back cat... 
Your back catalogue yeah. up to. At very least, N64. N64. I would love if yeah. they got GameCube stuff on there, but you know, you you could still sell those comfortably. Yeah. Can you can you imagine in the situation where we could play Goldeneye? On Switch, online, with online. The, yeah, exactly. That one's maybe yeah, a bit of an issue because the licensing, the licensing, stuff, but, yeah, it's yeah. never going to happen. Yes, um, like you know, something like that. If yeah, but the thing is, I think it does deserve to be on here though because despite that, despite the flaws that they have with the content that is in it mm-hmm. being not enough and the slow where they're rolling it out, those games that are on there are really good and the online works super well to the point where you know me and Paul found a new love for hockey for the NES that we never knew we had. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and that's actually maybe the one few of the few advantages of rolling the games out as slow as they are, is I wouldn't have fucking played hockey otherwise. Uh, yeah. No. If they'd launched that if they'd launched that service with forty games, we we wouldn't have done a video where we played through every single one of those games. No, no you wouldn't know. And I probably would never have played hockey and realised that hockey is fantastic. Yeah. And I would never have beat Paul at that football game. Yep. I'm officially yep. the best American football player on this podcast. <laughs> so we've got video evidence. <laughs> um, Get Madden and we'll see. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but I don't know which one of these wins. That's the thing. Like, I think this is a strong list, but I don't know if you're strong enough about which one is the most surprising. Uh, I'm going to let you guys make the call. For me, it would be Civilization, but I can't say that because I've also not played it. <laughs> Well, I I think it, you know it's valid you picking that and saying the reason being that you didn't think it would come out. Uh, yeah. it came out of nowhere. That's fine. You're not judging the game. It's more. I'm fine with Civ Six Wonders. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm fine with it as well. I'm just. It's just such a surprise the, that yeah. it works as well as it does. Yeah. Was finding out the NES games on the Switch were there and they good? Was that more of a surprise than than Civ Sixty thing? It may have been for me, if only because I. I like, they, we they, we they, talked vocally about that online service before Nintendo rolled it out. Yeah. Yes. And I kind of was on the verge of. I mean, I was probably going to pay for it anyway because I wanted to yeah. play Smash Bros and stuff, but. I was on the verge of not downloading that NES thing because I didn't give a shit about yeah, NES my, games. My, I still don't give a shit about NES yeah, games. My, but... my biggest thing, I went into a whole diatribe about it on the, yeah. the podcast now, also um, talking offline as well, was that I don't know how many times now this is going to be that I have either outright bought, been given, or paid for access to Super Mario, Super Bros. Mario 1 Brothers. and Mario Bros. 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, it was the, the fifth or sixth time. Yeah. And then finding out that they've done a little bit of work in them, the, the online stuff. That's the safe stage. Yeah, the, the, the online working as well as it does. Yeah. I played through the entirety of River City Ransom on that, and that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the reason I bought that. Yeah. That was actually a really big surprise, the fact that it worked as well the as only, it does in those NES games I, worked as reason, well as it do. The only reason I bought that Capcom beat em up bundle is because I played through River City Ransom on that. Yeah. like, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll play more of these. <laughs> that's right. I think I think that's your winner then. All right, I'm fine putting that on Yeah, same. Cool. I, I, um, would, um, I yeah. would happily put any of them. So but... the biggest surprise of 2018, the Nintendo NES games on Switch with runners-up. Civilization 6 on the Switch and Mega Man 11. Then we have Best New Character, a category that had one entry when we started this, but we have filled out a little bit. I'll try to think if there's any others. Um, I'm going to add one here. 
uh, and uh, I can't think of any others. Anyone got any others before I start reading these? No, out? no, no. All right, we have Cyrus from Octopath Traveler. We have Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption Two. We have the Little Bard from Wondersong. We have Felicia Hardy, which I keep just want to say Felicia Day every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, from Spider Man. We have Boy from God of War, which is not his name, but I put it there because I couldn't remember his name. I think Boy. It's, I want to say it's Atreus. No, it's uh, Boy. It's, it's He only ever gets called Boy, therefore it's Boy. This this category's gonna have a little bit of God of War spoilers, just so people know. Um there won't be many of them. But one of them is an endgame spoiler. And then I just added there a green from Pokemon Let's Go Pichu, who's technically not a new character. But she only showed up on the artwork for the original Pokemon Blue and Red and was never in any of the games. And then this is the first game that they were like This is their like this is how much that this remake is like pandering to that kind of nostalgia thing is they added a character that only showed up in one piece of artwork in the previous <laughs> games. But if you know I think she showed up in the know. manga as well, but yeah, like um, and her starting Pokemon's the same one from that because like red didn't st- the, you would think red, blue, green red would start with Charmander blue starts with yeah. Sorrow no uh, it's their like rotated one Yeah, uh, blue starts with Bulbasaur I think and yes so on and so on um, right. it's uh, I, she doesn't need to be on this list I just wanted to mention that I think it's cool they put her in cool um there are Octopath Travelers. There's eight of them. There yeah, I, I, I was going to say... I was thinking of going Tessa on it. Because I like Tessa. But I don't I, know should stay here. The Tessa, so Tessa is the character that's... She's the merchant. The merchant. I liked the... I wouldn't say the healer, but... Um, oh, uh, Ophelia. Ophelia. Ophelia and I, the, the dancer as well. Yeah. But I do think Cyrus is. I think Cyrus is the, the memorable one, the the best one out of them. I I love Cyrus because, so Cyrus is the scholar, yeah, and the the way that they play him, he's he's play his origin story is a little bit played for laughs. He's, he's his whole story is kind of like yeah, that. He's, he's kind of naive, yeah, but he's super quite smart, na- yeah, and super smart, and he studies and things, but he can't pick up on the on the cues that you know the, the the one of the female characters in his origin story is head over heels in love with him and he, he it's just goes straight over his head and eventually yeah. she's close to telling him and he's still oblivious yeah, to he's just like <laughs> wow I've never met someone that's just so into learning like you are just like no she's not into learning <laughs> no one's into fucking learning don't be stupid <laughs> um, but yeah Cyrus is really good I always just love Cyrus's um a lot of the structure of his like chapters are investigations yes. rather than just like I'm gonna go beat people up. Cyrus's stuff is I'm looking for a book. I'm gonna go talk to people. I need to. I'm gonna try solve this mystery. Yeah, that's gonna help. Like you straight up do like a weird kind of like shitty Phoenix Wright thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like his interactions with the. So if you keep him in his part in in your party yeah. and you swap you switch certain characters in and out if there's a character that he can have an interaction with he will and it's those interactions that are quite I enjoy those above any of the other ones he's just yeah definitely uh, really well written I think you should stay on here yeah uh, uh, I had also put 
Felicia Hardy in here, I really liked the way that they handled the character. So Felicia Hardy is Black Cat in yep. the Marvel Universe. I just like the, the the way that they dealt with it. I think both of you haven't played the DLC. The DLC. No. no. I was going to say, she's, she's not. She's, she's, bar- not, she's not really in the main game. Yeah, she's barely in it. She clean up the aftermath of some of her stuff in the main game. Yeah, and there's there's audio. Yeah, there's like audio. Yeah, stuff. there's audio of her, um, which was quite cool. I, yeah. I like the way they dealt she with that. Gave me one of the best suits in that game, so it's fine. <laughs> and then you, if you buy the DLC, there's a story with her and. That was quite cool. I uh, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, we were looking at fleshing out the yeah, but she doesn't necessarily the, the category. Stay. But no, she doesn't need to stay. No, fair. Um. Uh. Okay. The boy from God of War doesn't actually need to stay, but I like him. Uh, yeah, he's called Atreus. The spoilers from the end of the game. Skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want spoilers. My phone's going off. Ignore it. Um, the like the whole plot of God of War is you know Kratos has left Greece and he's come to the Norse lands. He's in Midgar and he's like, I'm gonna go and do this stuff. He gets married, has a kid, his wife dies. Um, it, the end of that game, like you're traveling to scatter the the mother's ashes, and at the end of that game, you scatter the ashes and. Uh, there's like a big mural that has been painted that protected your whole journey and protects what's going to happen next and it's like your son's like looking up at it and he like goes like what's this name on it though and he's like oh that's the name that your mum wanted you wanted to call you I forced I pushed to get you called Atreus though and he's like oh what was it and he's like oh Loki and then they walk off and it's like <laughs> it's like so fucking good <laughs> it's like this throwaway thing with like alright oh, okay <laughs> This kid is way more important to this whole thing than the rest of this game might have let on. <laughs> sure. Um, he's really good for that. He's good throughout the game. Like That whole game is Kratos learning to be a dad and be less of a shitty human. Right. Uh, which is great because it's the opposite of all the previous God of War games where Kratos was just not a character. Yeah, He was, he was a ball a... of hatred. Yes, yeah. He yelled a bunch. Um, but... I don't know. Uh, I feel like Arthur Morgan needs to be on this. Yeah. His character in Red Dead Redemption 2 is very good. It's very slow to get to the point where he's good. Yeah. He kind of yeah. starts as just a, a rock star protagonist. Yep. But, uh, the further you get, the more his character unravels and you get to see a bit more humanity from him. And Yeah, there's stuff that happens to him further into that game that humanizes him. Yeah, right. And that whole story has a very like it is the most out of the two Red Dead Redemption games it is the one that leans into the redemption part of it the most. Like, right, okay. There are things that happen to him later in that game that force him to reconsider who he is and you know who he wants to be. And I think that whole journey is very good. Cool. Um, the little bard from Wondersong is a bard who sings all the time and you use the right analogue stick to sing and so you can just run around singing all the time and people get angry at him because they're like why the fuck are you singing please stop um, that's usually what happens when I start singing very much <laughs> um, but he is a very good character because he is so optimistic about everything 
that game starts with him having uh, like being visited by spirit in a dream that tells him the world's going to end and gets him to try and pull a sword out of a stone to see if he's the legendary hero and he can't do it and they're like oh you're not the hero never mind then uh, <laughs> your world's going to end by the way and then they, they leave and he's like oh cool I'm going to go sing um, and then he learns that like there is a song that he could learn to sing that could theoretically stop the world from ending but right. it's never it's never worked before but you can try but it's never worked before really what's going to happen is the hero is going to go and travel to these I think it's eight overseers mm-hmm. and kill the overseers because the overseers are these gods of this world and they've become corrupt and they're turning into giant monsters and spawning more monsters that are killing torturing people so the plan is the hero goes kills them all killing them all will destroy the universe but then a new universe will be made in its place so it's, the world's going to end regardless he's going to try and learn a song to fix them instead but it's never worked before even though people have tried it's not going to happen uh-huh. it's, it's not possible really but he's optimistic and he's like I'm not the hero but I'm going to do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> cool um, and that whole journey is like him doing that um, he maybe doesn't you know, I mean, he probably, uh, I don't know if he needs to make a list given the character you just added to the bottom of this because he <laughs> should probably make that list instead so I might cut a little bard for now but BK from Donut County yes he's a dumb raccoon he's kind of the worst but he's great <laughs> yeah I, I I love him he is so Paul have you played Donut County no I haven't it's like Katamari Damacy but instead of building up a big ball full of stuff you've got a hole that gets progressively bigger and you pull things into it nice it's fucking great yeah um, it's simple it's easy but it's great I should probably play it but then again I don't like Katamari games so uh, that's fair yeah it's not um, trying though but the, so the the story in this one is you've got this character BK and he is he's basically at the centre of this why this is happening um, and he's delivering donuts to people yeah um, <laughs> he delivers donuts and but he becomes one of the reasons why this thing's happening people order donuts and when they order a donut he delivers a donut which is a hole in the ground that sucks everything in and destroys everything <laughs> okay but he thinks he's cleaning up people's trash is that he is what he believes he just can't discern what the difference is between people's houses and possessions <laughs> yeah. and trash because he's a raccoon yeah, he's a trash panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the, the first part of the game that you get to is that the his friend who also works at the the shop that he's got has got a noisy neighbour, and he says, "Don't worry, I'm going to send him a donut to keep him happy." <laughs> and uh, the the hole shows up, and you play the first level, and uh, the guy who's got a moped and he keeps honking the horn yep. gets uh, swallowed up. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I fixed it for you. Very good. So yeah, I like BK. Yeah. Um and also like BK is part of some of the like towards the end of the game you go to the kind of the leader of the raccoons who's got like this big research facility where they're researching all of the trash they pulled from people and be like, humans had all this weird shit, like books. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> and like they're doing all this research onto like of, of trash and like he encounters BK and he's like BK like I'm going to make you an offer like you go stay with me we're going to fix this you know we're going to keep all of the stuff that's been trashed in the holes because at this point BK is 
trashing everything in the research facility like he's spawning holes inside this research facility destroying everything and he's like we're going to stop making all the holes and destroying everything it's going to be fine he's like sometimes you got to reach in and grab that pickle you know go reach into that jar and grab that pickle because like I thought your hand was stuck in there and like the record turns around and he's got a hand in a pickle jar <laughs> and he's like no <laughs> um, like BK is involved in every good part of that game um, sometimes he's just lying on his back texting and you can just mash the the like fucking emote button instead yes, of progressing the, the story yeah. so much to the point where when that game launched if you got it on iPhone you got a bunch of stickers for iMessage and it launched without that as a sticker and people complained so much they're like you're right we should probably add that as a sticker yeah. the one emoji in the game yeah I think he should, I think that's an alright top three like Cyrus yeah. Arthur Morgan BK cool are we I think Last year, did we do a winner for this, or did we just have like a three? I can't remember. I think we had a winner. Um, I think I'm doing a winner. Cool. Um, but I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The, the the one that I wouldn't my least favorite out of the three would obviously be Arthur Morgan, only for the reason that I, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen all of Arthur Morgan stuff, but have had the stuff that happens I've, after my point spoiled and I would maybe lean towards Arthur Morgan because Yeah, of I've finished it and I would definitely say Arthur Morgan but that also is only because I've not played the other two so... Right. I think um, what they do with Arthur Morgan's story is very different from what Rockstar has ever done and is actually... Right, okay. Like, is a, it's a character arc it's something Rockstar's never done before. <laughs> um, yeah, whereas Cyrus's path yeah. and, and, and his they, character progression is something... Well, it's done eight times. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and the thing that with Arkham Horror and stuff is like they could have so easily just fallen into doing the same story as Red Dead One. They could have been like, you know, the game could have ended with him getting out of the gang and then getting his, you know, his past catching up with him and gunning him down. Yeah. And it doesn't. It's the end of his story is far more tragic and like well done. Cool. No, I am. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. happy with that. And I will trust uh, you, everyone's better judgment on that one. It's even more extended when you go on and you do the epilogue. And... Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Best new character, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. Runners up are Cyrus from Octopath Traveler and BK from Donut County. Uh, and now we have to get through this last one quickly, but it's fine because it's already complete. Which is Best RPG Game, which has three nominees. <laughs> so we have our list. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Eevee Octopath Traveler and Valkyria Chronicles 4 cool so there's only one that we haven't discussed previously which is Valkyria Chronicles we didn't really talk about Octopath that much oh we didn't really yeah um, we just... Valkyria oh. Chronicles it's really good <laughs> um, it's a really good turn based strategy like RPG where you're building up different characters and you go through different stories for them and stuff like that and level them up it's... Yeah, it's it is an RPG, but I've always kind of seen them as it's definitely striding that line between strategy game and, and RPG. And we ha- yeah. we have it in both categories. Yeah, it's um... yeah, it's a bit like uh, Project Crosszone, mm. um, Final Fantasy Tactics, and things like yeah. that, and even. I think we have uh, we've had the Fire Emblem games in RPGs. Yeah, exactly. it's that kind of game. Yeah. Whereas it is, it is Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem was you know a third person shooter also. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, Octopath Traveler is a very decidedly old school RPG. Yep. 
you know, trying to invoke that kind of Super Nintendo art style. Yeah, it's um, also trying to build in this kind of rich world. The the eight paths it reminds me slightly of Dragon Age, the first Dragon Age, yeah, where you can pick the, the different yeah, classes. You have the different origin stories, yes, essentially. Yeah. Um, um, but this time you get to play all eight of the different characters and then they come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... Octopathy is my... It's, it's my pick out of them. Octopath was, I'm playing Octopath win this. I don't I, feel yeah, strongly about... I spent a hell of a lot of time. I think Octopath should win it and that's... I've not even played Octopath, I just wanted it's, to have played it. It's really good. I need to finish it. I will finish it someday. I keep picking yeah, it out here and there. Uh, the, I, the, the writing in it is incredibly strong. The I love the art style. Yeah, the art style right. absolutely brilliant. Uh, we'll probably talk about it later on, but the music yeah, is fantastic. fantastic. It um, changes from character to character, changes from area to area, wherever you are in town to town. Brilliant, just a, a really well yeah. together. Uh, I think I like Octopath Chronicles Four more overall as a game, but I think as like an RPG, Octopath is the cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I go with that. Cool. And that rounds up our first day of game of the year, twenty eighteen. Then uh, we have went through six categories. I'm well, I quickly round them all up. Yeah, go yeah. for it. So most disappointing went to Fear Effect Sedna with nominee uh, with runners up. Sorry, Galaxy Switch and Sea of Thieves. Best Open World went to Red Dead Redemption 2 with runners up Forza Horizon 4 and Spider-Man. Best re-release slash remake went to Pokemon Let's Go with runners up Yakuza Kiwami 2 and Civ 6. Biggest surprise went to Nintendo NES games on Switch with runners up Mega Man 11 and Civ 6. Best new character went to Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2 with runners up Cyrus from Octopath Traveler and BK from Donut County. And then best RPG game game went to Octopath Traveler with runners up Pokemon Let's Go and Valkyria Chronicles 4. Join us again tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> I'll probably put these up daily. Hopefully. Uh, go check our YouTube channel, which if all goes well, we'll have one of our Game of the Year videos up today. But probably not. Maybe. We'll see. Possibly. Go look at the YouTube channel anyway. Bye. Bye. <laughs>